Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. This morning, taking hold of God's strength. Isaiah 27 verse 3 tells us, I'm sorry, verse 5. I need my glasses. Let him take hold of my strength that he may make peace with me and he shall make peace with me. In the Revelation, he or Satan, he's declared to be the accuser of our brethren, which accused them before our God day and night. Revelation 12, verse 10. I always loved that that said the accuser of our brethren, and that was the angels speaking of us as their brethren, and they called Satan the accuser of us. The controversy is repeated over every soul that is rescued from the power of evil and whose name is registered in the Lamb's Book of Life. Those who don't claim to follow Jesus' names don't get registered in the Book of Life. They don't even uh, come up for investigative judgment till the end of the thousand years. They don't get received their judgment, right? Because they don't even claim to be Christians. And every soul that is rescued from the power of evil, whose name is reg registered in the Lamb's Book of Life, has to go through this controversy. Never is one received from the family of Satan into the family of God without exciting the determined resistance of the wicked one. We have a battle before us, each one of us. He leads men into skepticism, causing them to lose confidence in God and separate them from God's love. He tempts them to break his law. And we know that temptation is a test every time. And then he claims them as his captives. And he contests the right of Christ to take them from him because he got them to sin and fall. He knows that those who seek God earnestly for pardon and grace will obtain it. That's beautiful. Therefore, he presents their sins before them to discourage them. I know we've all experienced that. We feel our worthy, worthlessness, unworthiness rather, not worthlessness. We have great worth. A great price was paid for us. By countless devices, the most subtle and the most cruel, he endeavors to secure their condemnation. He wants us to be condemned. <clears throat> Man cannot meet these charges himself. We, have, we haven't got a leg to stand on. In his sin-stained garments, confessing his guilt, he stands before God. That's right, in our sin-stained garments. But it says we're, if we stand before God, we confess our guilt. But Jesus is our advocate. He presents an effectual plea in behalf of all who by, and here's the, the uh, prerequisite, by repentance and faith have committed the keeping of their souls to him. So this is how we commit the keeping of our souls to him, by repentance and faith. And that's in that way, our souls are committed to his keeping. He pleads our cause and he vanquishes our accuser by the mighty arguments of the cross of Calvary. His perfect obedience to God's law, even to the death of the cross, has given him all power in heaven and in earth. And he claims of his father mercy and reconciliation for guilty man. Not one soul that in penitence and faith 
What is penitence? It's repentance. And penitence and faith has claimed his protection. So if we repent and believe, we can claim his protection. And Christ will not permit us to pass under the enemy's power. Hallelujah. His word is pledged. Quote, let him take hold of my strength that he may make peace with me and he shall make peace with me. The promise is made to all. If thou wilt keep my charge, I will give thee places to walk among these that stand by. Zechariah 3 verse 7. That's among the angels. We can walk among the angels. Angels of God will walk on either side of them, even in this world. That's right. We do walk among the angels. We don't see them. But the Lord will give us protection. They will stand at last among the angels that surround the throne of God. So we can walk among the angels even now. God said, let him take hold of my strength, that he, make that he may make peace with me, and he shall make peace with me. So he's given us permission. And we can believe and know this is the way to reveal Christ in, your, in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Why? Because we believe, we have repented, and we have confessed, and we have changed and turned, and the Lord will will stand for us, advocate for us. And we can have Christ in us, the hope of glory, because we can only make peace with God by utilizing Jesus, the strength of Christ, Jesus' strength. And he will let us, he will let us do it. He said, let him make peace with me. And he promises that we will if we take hold of his strength. So as soon as we know that we know, know that we know, God will deliver and take steps to live like it's true. Okay, so I'm going to say that in a different way. I'm not sure I read that right. My little note here that I wrote. As soon as we know that we know that God will deliver, and we then take steps to live like it's true, we have taken hold of his strength, and he will not let us down. And we shall make peace with him. That's what he says will happen. God's word is true. How can I say this so emphatically? It's because we just read... That skepticism leads us to lose confidence and separate from the love of Jesus. Skepticism is the opposite of faith, don't you think? And separation from his love is letting go of his strength. Wouldn't you agree? So um, that's how we can know that if, we, if we're not skeptics, if we have faith and believe that his promise will come true for us. We read that Jesus claims of his father mercy and reconciliation for guilty men. We're all guilty. There's not a one of us on this planet that's not guilty of some sin. If you aren't ready to confess guilt and repent, and you're not ready to take hold of his strength, Jesus does not intervene for you. That's scary. We need him to intervene. We can't stand on our own. He told the scribes in John chapter 9, verse 41, that if you were blind, you should have no sin. But now you say we see, therefore your sin remains. So your confession of guilt and your blindness precedes repentance and forgiveness and healing. He came to save sinners such as us. Then we can take hold of his strength and make peace with him. Let me read that in its entirety. It is John chapter 9, 39 to 41. Chapter 9. And Jesus said, For judgment I am come into this world that they which see not might see, and that they which see might be made blind. 
And some of the Pharisees which were with him heard these words and said unto him, Are we blind also? Jesus said unto them, If you were blind, you should have no sin. But now you say we see, therefore your sin remaineth. You know, when Jesus said, if you were blind, I think he was saying, if you will confess your blindness, you would have no sin. Now you say we see, therefore your sin remaineth. I also want to read a couple of verses in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. If you want to go with me, you may. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 8 through 11. And then shall thou wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power, and signs and lying wonders to those who believe a lie. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, why do they perish? Because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie. So here we are at the end of time. And Satan is going to be coming, the wicked one. He'll be revealed. And because people who say they see, they're deliberately believing a lie. Because they didn't receive a love of the truth. It's true rebellion and an enmity against God. And there is no cure for true rebellion, we know. So they're going to believe Satan's lie. Why? Because he said that God shall send them strong delusions. They should believe a lie because they did not receive a love of the truth. Why don't we love the truth? Because we're not willing to be saved in God's own appointed way question mark is that it we want to go our own way but jesus said the thief comes to kill and destroy and he may tries to come up some other way but jesus is the door and he's the only way so the way that god has provided and the truth that he has provided it's what we have to be humble enough to receive and willing to surrender to if not we're a thief and we're going to try to climb up some other way and we will receive a delusion and believe a lie so there's a promise in 1 John chapter 2, verses 3 through 6 that I want to share. 1 John 2, verses 3 through 6. Okay. And hereby we do know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his words, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hereby know we that we are in him. That's how we know we're in him and he's in us because we keep his commandments. There are those in the world who claim to follow Christ but do not keep one of his commandments. I do not need to specify which one it is because you know. It's the breach in the law spoken of by Isaiah. If we say that we know him, we keep his commandments. If we do not keep his commandments, are a liar and his truth does not abide in us however if we do verily is the love of god perfected and we can know that we are in him hallelujah let's close with prayer dear jesus thank you lord that we have these simple ways of knowing whether we are in you and you in us and that you can advocate for us 
and that you will reveal the truth to us and we will not be deluded by a lie. Thank you, Lord, for your protection through these times in which we live. Things are coming very quickly to a close and the majority of people in the world are going to believe a lie about what's going on in the Middle East and their eyes are not open to see truth or willing to receive it. Lord, I pray for them and I pray for those who are here with me today. I pray that they would find your hand and find your strength. Confess, repent, believe, take hold of your strength. Thank you, Lord, for that promise. In your name we pray. Amen. I pray God's blessing on you today, brothers and sisters. Walk faithfully with the Lord, and I'll see you in the morning.